We're recording now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're in, we're in it. We're in it, you guys. Hey. Um, hey. we're way in it. So in it. Far in it. Guys, Far. my I'm I'm concerned like right off the bat. Yeah. We did a lot of uh technical stuff. We did at the beginning of this show. Um and w- when I was setting up the laptop, the engineer's laptop cuz I as we established before we started recording, dude, I'm I gonna am the punch engineer. You. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch your balls. That's, I will punch your balls. That's the voice of Steven Montenegro, podcast roadie. I will punch wow. your balls very clearly below me on the hierarchy. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to punch your balls slightly less now, but then you did a successful and good thing, which also makes me want to punch your balls <laughs> a second time. But both ball punchings will be uh, lighter. Hi, uh, I'm here too. Dan, hey, hey, what's up? Nothing. Uh, just hanging out. Oh, cool. Were you actually concerned about something? Yes. Uh, when I set up the the engineer's laptop, I noticed like the this laptop is literally on its last legs, mm-hmm. and that it has one of those little rubber feeties on the bottom left. Yeah. Uh, which in and of itself is not super concerning, but like the hole that one of the feeties like connects to. Is just like totally empty, and you can like poke the circuit board below it. <laughs> oh, you should put some tape on that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like the other ones has still have like the little like black fontanelle things yeah. that like yeah. cover up. That's like the computer equivalent of like an exposed nerve. Yeah, it's something. weird. It's very strange. Yeah, there could be ants in there. What yeah. if I what if I put my laptop down on like a ants. soldering iron or something? Or if James Franco touches it, it'll make a weird unsettling noise. A reference to whatever movie that it was where he cut his own arm off. No one knows what you're talking about. Fine. Why would it make an unsettling noise? Because that is how the sound designer did it. <laughs> did what? The sound design for the film. <laughs> what are you talking about? When he cuts off his arm in the movie, uh-huh. the part where he cuts through his own nerve ending makes a terrible noise to show, hey guys, this is a nerve. This is a really big deal. Oh. But then after you've cut through it. Yeah. I mean, it's then done. it's like, oh, it's easy peasy after yeah. that, right? Yeah, then you can use the rest of the arm to unwedge yourself. The rest of the arm? Yeah, like the part that you just cut off. Oh, like take the arm and like Use it leverage. as like a crowbar? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think he'd already, I mean, you have to cut through the bone. Don't you have to wait for it to like rigor mortis so that the hand like yeah. well, there's stays still bones. in that scoop And shape? the whole reason he cut his arm off, spoiler alert, is because the front of his arm was trapped under a rock. So he couldn't like take the arm out and then use it to get arm out more. Is it? Is you know that a I mean? spoiler for that movie? Isn't like that's the whole premise of the movie? Yeah, yeah. But, it, but like that's the only reason you would go see that movie. But yeah. it is and unless you're really point, excited to watch James Franco jump from rocks to rock. That's only for the first like ten minutes. Yeah, but it's it, exhilarating. <laughs> at that point, though, isn't it just like a like a lever, like like a coyote would use to push a boulder off a cliff? But I, there's nothing to push off at that point. But you still want you still want to get the arm out, right? Oh, yeah. I have a secondary concern with yeah. uh, the podcast. Yes, our 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 cool podcast uh, format, yep. which is you do a cold open. Yeah, where like we we've never resolved this. Yes, we we actually go out of our way not to do any introduction or anything <laughs> for some reason. You started it. Yeah, I know you did. Start. I, I understand, I, and it's not for no reason. It's because you're too lazy to cut in like to cut in titles. Yes. But what happens is it yep. creates this awkward scenario <laughs> where if we bring a guest in, right. it seems like she should not talk until we introduce her. Right. But we're not going to do any introductions until after the theme song. <laughs> but we still want the guest to feel free to talk, but there's no organic way to make that happen. Okay, so let's do this. Yeah. Say theme song again. Theme song again. Fuck you! What? <laughs> This you, is why I'm the engineer. You I understand literal, giving you, directions. You literal cockbag. <laughs> Say theme song. Wait, am I a cockbag who's literal or am I literally theme song? Fuck your fuck your fuck your fuck your theme song. Yep. Wait, you're just you're just doing theme song karaoke now? Uh no, because the lyrics are still on the thing. Like theme song. I guess yeah, you're just doing you're just doing Theme song sing along. You guys, the theme song track has like a new like accordion icon yes. for some reason. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, sorry. See, at least Dan adds something. I talked about that accordion icon. Good theme song. Great theme song. Yeah, I mean, I guess. 
Hello and welcome to Hack of the Show. Be back. Yay. Yay. We're, we're over the hump. We, we can did do, it. Hey, I'm your host, Mike Linden. With me, as always, the roadie, Steven Montenegro. That's me. Co-host, Dan Linden. Boom. And our guest today, Courtney Baca. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. How you doing? Good. Yeah, you got to talk up top so people recognize which one is your voice going forward. The woman? <laughs> the female voice. I don't know. Have you that listened? Is... Have you listened to my recorded voice? <laughs> and Mike, the engineer, tends to pitch us all up way too high after the fact. So it's fun to sound like we're all doing helium bumps. <laughs> helium helium bumps. Like a whole bunch of squirrels doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all of our podcasts are uh, based around that Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, Christmas I was say song. most yeah. most podcasts break into song about how Dan wants a hula hoop. Yeah. Uh-huh. And really, it could be any hoop. You're chipmunk sized. You know, you just get anything that's round. Well, aren't they like children sized chipmunks? Yeah, I feel like the chipmunks were pretty big up until the like up until computer graphics allowed us to accurately depict yes. singing chipmunks. Yes, but also they were like they were a cartoon, right? So yeah. like they could have made them any size. Yeah. Wait, how big were they in like proportion to a human in the cartoon? I felt like they were like toddler size. They were like yeah. ha- like half the size, right? Really? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember at they all. They came up to like Dave's like knee. The only thing that I remember well, from that cartoon Tubby is one them came up to Dave's knee. They were then... trying to like bike to one of their gigs and they were biking on the highway so they got pulled over by a cop. Uh-huh. And then he's like, "Oh my god, you're the chipmunks." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, you need to get to a gig? Come follow me." Or maybe actually put them in a squad car. That would probably be the safer way. But what way. would they do with the bikes. Yeah. You can't fit three bikes. I think in... they stole the bikes or something. The anyway. cops? No. Oh. The chipmunks. <laughs> the, like... cops are just like, the cops are just like, yep, these are our bikes now. <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've seen that. Was the premise show. of that show that Dave like sought out the three chipmunk boys or were they like thrust upon him? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, did he own them? Because they lived with him, right? Were they his children? <laughs> they, they did live with him. I feel like I feel like it was kind of a situation where, like, child labor laws don't apply to chipmunks. Yeah. Okay. So like, so, the, like, so, like, the label owns them, and he's, like, a exec that has to, like... <laughs> he's, like, the lowest guy. He's like, he's, like, the lowest level in A&R yeah. at Atlantic Records yeah. or whatever label the chipmunks were on. Something like... Courtney, did you, were, did you watch the chipmunk cartoon ever, like... I Back have when very it was a cartoon. vague memories of this. Sure. Very vague. I feel like we're all dealing with some vagaries here. Yeah, yeah we're mostly talking about something we don't know anything about, exactly. which is not abnormal for this show. No, not at all. That's fine. I can do that. It's sort of <laughs> it's sort of where we live. But yeah. I don't consider it irresponsible to spread mm, misinformation about the chipmunks. Oh, yeah. No, no one's fact-checking this. Yeah. PolitiFact yeah. isn't giving us a pants on They're fire. Like, well, actually, the chipmunks <laughs> were... <laughs> Snopes.com, you assholes. You the know, chipmunks were not owned by the label. Right. You know what we should do one day, like when we just get, uh, when we just totally run out of ideas and guests for this show, uh-huh. we should just take other podcasts mm-hmm. and then just listen to clips of them and then fact check them live on the podcast. Oh, seems like so. Like so, so we're not saving the listener any time. We're like we're actually looking up the facts while we're listening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but like, like we can cut some stuff out. <laughs> sure, we're coming for Do you. Do your engineer job, Mike. Yeah, no, but everything about this podcast is centered around me doing as little engineering as possible. I gotta say, I gotta say, like as much as I talked about kicking you in the nuts over that crack about how I'm the podcast roadie, uh-huh. I'm so glad that you've cleared up the fact that I am not responsible for how this podcast sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good about that. You've done an excellent job producing everyone's voices. How would I know? I've never listened to it. That's a good point. That's why I have to engineer this thing. You refuse to listen to it. I tried to engineer the first few without listening. It didn't work. Oh, yeah. That seems... Yeah, they were just full of, like, weird delay and flange effects. I, I mean, I thought that those... I thought that those... Those dual flangers uh-huh. were great. Courtney, how do you feel about this boring conversation? <laughs> this is fascinating. Oh, no. <laughs> we like to use the, right up top, use the A section to give our guests a look inside. Yeah. Mike and I arguing about old guitar effects. This is a podcast about how your podcast is made. Yeah, it's a... Uh... 
I mean, the title is "How Could It Be Bad?" So, well, here's the thing: we're kind of like, you were close. You, you got close. To I'm the saying title. that the, the title is saying it's like we thought asking about the question how it could be bad, and now we are demonstrating how it could possibly be bad. We thought about engineering yeah, poorly. <laughs> we <laughs> thought about opening, like starting a new podcast that's like you know, like talking how bad. Yeah, like the, the talking like, bad. Like breakdown. Well, talking bad was the breaking bad. One. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, but that's over now, I suppose. So we so can we have can take it. it. Yeah, but Chris Hardwick wanted too much money, and he was being kind of a prick about it. Yeah, well, um, I paid that off for you while you were drinking beer. You can move on. Sure. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that talking orangutan? Speaking of talking, what? what? Wait, yeah. Is this a sub? Is this a post show about like the talking show <laughs> after a show about an orangutan, or is this? A talking, an actual. It's talking. just called orangutan. Pete orangutan yeah. is yeah the orangutan. I yeah. thought he was just making sounds. Well, right? he is. He is just. I mean, he's yeah, trying to make what, people sound. It is. Though. It is much less. Uh, it's it's not as fun when you actually click on the video. Yeah, <laughs> you just described I, most of the internet. But sci- yeah, scientifically, exactly. scientifically speaking, though, like it's our it, it's our contention that more creatures would be able to rudimentally communicate with their voices in a way that we could possibly interpret at some point in time if their vocal cords were more advanced. So, if the orangutan is making <laughs> uh if the orangutan is making people-style sounds in a people range, uh-huh. that's a sign for the future. So it's right? just the one though. Uh yes, yeah, just the one, just the one one orangutan. Let's breed that thing with the smartest or hottest other orangutan we can find. <laughs> also, like from the video that I saw, like it was basically just saying "ha," but like it could like match the pitch of the person trying to get it to say it. So they would be like "ha," and then I think there's if it if it, if it also said "ha" in a high pitched tone, then uh-huh. it gets like food. Uh huh. I think there's significant. They described it as a game. Sure. I think there's sci- significant scientific discovery or advance to this. That it's like vocal cords are, in a, are like, because think of other, like, and I don't know this from literature at all, um, but think of other, like, any other creature that makes an H sound. An H sound, a huh, is hard. That's a hard sound that only advanced people vocal cords seem to make. That's yeah. a very good point. I, I mean, on the surface, it seems like a good point, but don't, like,. <laughs> But don't like apes. Don't like. Don't politifact this thing. Just, don't give me a. Don't sit around and give me a pants on fire. You just talked about how that would be boring. But I mean, don't like. Like, isn't the sound that most apes make all the time just sort of like, huh, 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 like they sort of. But it starts with a vowel. It's always uh. <laughs> and actually, like, even if the only thing you do is breathe, the sound you're making is an H sound. Yes, but. Uh, but do animals know, and again, I'm not a scienceman, like, I don't know these things, but do animals know that breathing is a part of sound making? Like, because uh, it seems like two different things, vibrating your vocal cords and then breathing out to make sound seem like two different things in your brain. Is this just like one step above the I love you dog? That's the thing. That was the thing. Like, when I clicked on that link, I was expecting more of a I love you kind of thing. <laughs> And then it turned out to just be, like, the, the ha, the ha thing. A friend of mine has a dog that uh, she can make say, ra ra ru. What kind of dog? Uh, Siberian dog? Siberian husky. Oh. Is that impressive? I mean. Are they notoriously bad? Can, that? like, did it learn how to say ra ra ru, like, in lieu of being able to do the Iditarod? In an impressive amount of, it's not a big dog. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm not been training something else. Yeah, I'm not really a dog person. You know, I would say dogs can probably make an H sound too. Yeah, I like, think about it. Right, like that's most of what they like. Just make them too hot. Look, I was do. trying yeah. to make your. St- I was trying to make your boring story that doesn't pay off at the end more interesting and scientific. I didn't. Say, you push back on it. I That's fine. A, I didn't tell a story. I just brought up an interesting new science thing. So, how far removed is this from the uh, gorilla in the movie Congo who can communicate with a robot <laughs> sign language glove? I mean, gorillas can just communicate with sign language. Yeah, you don't but really this need one a robot had a glove. robot glove that would speak for it. Didn't it also have lasers on its back? Uh, no, I think you're thinking. 
I think you're thinking of that old cartoon where they put like Sidewinder missiles on T-Rexes. Oh yeah, that thing was awesome. Like the here's what I know about that cartoon. Some people that I knew as children had toys from it. Yeah. You all stopped to drink at the exact same time while I was doing that. That was pretty impressive. Well, you were talking. It seemed like the perfect time to take a drink. Um, Spe- Oh, by the way, if you at home want to play the how could this show be bad drinking game, <laughs> that's the only rule. Anytime Steven talks, take oh, a drink. God. You'll all be dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're going to be dead soon anyways. Yeah, so why not just drink yourself already, to death right now? You're already making poor enough choices that you're listening to this. Oh, jeez, like, you're just getting them sloshed. Yeah. That's Wait, true. Every like every word they have to take. A no, drink? just any time that there's a distinct pause, uh-huh. and then he ta- and then he talks again. But uh-huh. I do a lot of, and then continuing. That one didn't count. Okay, that's I what I was like, I feel like someone else has to start talking. Okay, okay. this is the new. There rule. it is. This is why. This is why laws are an iterative process. Right. You don't get it right the first time. A great experiment. You know? We started. Is, how with, could this show be bad? Yeah. Started with eye for an eye. Then everyone was blind, so we're like. Well, there are no eyes left. We need a different rule. No one could rewrite the rules so that other people could see them. Yeah. And then humanity died out. Oh. And then we started over again. Because they couldn't. And then America started. Humanity died out because they couldn't see what to fuck to make more humanity. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I just like to clarify these, the, clarify the rules for people. Someone else has to talk. So we could do this at multiple levels, too. If you're an advanced drinker, you also drink when I'm doing crosstalk. But if you're, but if you're not an advanced drinker, uh-huh. only when just I am drinking, Ooh. talking. Only when just I am talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, Mike will announce when I'm drinking. Right. Oh, ah, oh, damn it! That doesn't seem like an engineer's. This task. is a terrible game. We've created a terrible drinking game. <laughs> also, Co- there's dinosaurs. Uh, in the drinking game, I don't know. I was just trying to tie it back to the last. I ran out of steam. Kovac, have you ever considered adding a like missile launcher to your dinosaur tattoo? No, not until di- this moment. Do you have a right dinosaur now. tattoo? Yeah, right here. It's like right in front oh, of your like face. Oh, it's pointed at me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah, idiot. Yeah, idiot. Hey, you could. Yeah, you, so you're in like you're like in like the, outlining back there. Yeah, you're in yeah. like outlining shading. Yeah. Like zone on that too. You have mm-hmm. plenty of missile launcher time. Yeah, <laughs> or you could like since it's uh, facing, uh, since it's a side view, you can't see the other eye, so you could just like have them like draw in a laser coming out from the in the eye that's not like it's visible. got one laser eye. Yeah. Like it's like got a laser reticle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> now <laughs> that now I assume that tattoo is incomplete, and you yeah. intend to eventually say. Uh, like just have like a little banner that says six thousand years ago, because <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> because uh, because this is because a, our because our Lord and Savior created this created is a creationist podcast. Yeah, six thousand years ago, right. when men and dinosaurs roamed the land together, and that's why the missile launchers and the dinosaurs didn't make it onto the ark. Oh. They were too big. Yeah. Oh, was that all? On there? Yeah. yeah. Like don't. Like, the dinosaurs took one for the team. They're like, you know what, you guys? We're going to weigh this thing down. We, we might sink it. They couldn't even take a compy? Well, the other thing is... A what? A c- <laughs> <laughs> Watch Jurassic Park again. I think you have to read it to get that, actually. Yeah, it's probably... Why true. would anybody do that? Why would someone want to imagine dinosaurs <laughs> when computers exist and cre- can create them for us? <laughs> I don't know. I, hmm. It just seems to me that, like, and admittedly, I've not read the book. Uh-huh. How many? How many of us have read the the Jurassic Park book? Uh, I've I've read it. I've read it. No. No. Okay. Good. Um, Is so it good? At least uh, one other person's not a nerd. I mean, it, it was. Hey, it was uh, when I read it as a kid that like dinosaurs, right? And also, I didn't have the option to watch the movie yet. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems to me that like that like that's just a boring book. They're like. It, like it probably includes the phrase, "Man, I bet you wish you could see this." Like a lot of times. <laughs> like if you could see this, it would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, like that thing is just like, "Hey, look at all this awesome imagery." Was it written by a Russian dude that could spend eighty-four pages interestingly describing a hat? No. So it was probably paled in comparison that's, to the movie. That's why Michael Crichton was such a popular author yeah. because every page included the words. <laughs> 
sorry, this is just a book. <laughs> yeah. you, you really got to be there to get it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Michael Crichton mostly wrote books so that someone would pay him money to turn them into screenplays. I mean, eventually, that seemed to be what was going on, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially the sequels to Jurassic Park. Indeed. What? It, oh, those, he, he those wrote ex- sequels? Those were explicitly written uh, in order to facilitate the screenplay. So basically, he had someone write the screenplay, then he novelized it. Well, like or Jeff, really had an intern novelize it, and then put his name well, on like it. Well, like, Jeff Goldblum died at the end of the first book. Yeah. And then in the Wait, second book, Wait, was the book, character Jeff called Goldblum Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They rewrote it. They described the character as with a very Goldblum-esque quality. <laughs> you guys you should see him, you'd be yeah. like, wow, dead ringer for Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> when they first introduce his character, like, they just like, I mean, on the page, it's just written, ha, 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 ha. And then he writes, sorry, this is just a book. When it's a movie, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's just parentheses, imagine Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, good band name, I call it. Imagine Goldblum? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's way better. Way better. I yeah. like it. Um, uh, I fucking love to hate Jeff Goldblum. What? Why are you, you hating hate him? Jeff Goldblum? Say semi-aggressively, but like he would know that you were joking, but it would still cut a little bit out loud. Shut up, Goldblum. And if that's not satisfying, then you and I cannot find common ground. But like, wouldn't it be better if you were just like... <laughs> Shut up, Goldblum. And then you wrap your arm around him. They yeah. like noogie Ooh, a little bit. And then bit. like ramp off of something in a squad car together. <laughs> you guys, this is just a podcast. But if it were a movie, that would look, look awesome. So good. <laughs> Wait, we're sorry this is just a podcast. Yeah. I'm just saying there are probably like other Goldblums that can be the target of that sort of dismissive anger. Well, but also he's so smug about everything. Uh, and he's got like... Like, he seems to have a collection or just, like, a trunk that comes with him on the road of yeah. the world's douchiest sunglasses all the time. You are describing so many qualities that I would put on the exact opposite list of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Maybe I just have higher standards. Maybe. That's certainly possible. Why does he do those commercials for apartments? Have you guys seen <laughs> uh, That is an excellent question. Why, why are you doing this? The answer is uh, almost certainly... Money. Sure. But he's got plenty of money. Does he, though? Maybe he, he has, should. like... Does he have some sort of, like, secret, like... Sunglass project? problem? Like, some sort of, like... <laughs> like, he's going to open Gold Bloom World or something? Oh. Like, oh, or a department store called Gold Bloomingdale's <laughs> that it. only sells sunglasses. And, like, shirts that don't only button up to, like, right above the belt. <laughs> <laughs> there are no other buttons. No. <laughs> you got to commit. You got to commit. <laughs> All right. I support him, uh... Doing whatever he needs to do to yeah. fund this Is project. the premise of those commercials like, hey, America, <laughs> you know me as sort of a guy who might understand how to use a computer. This also is on a computer. Yeah. For some reason, <laughs> it's like, I'm Jeff Goldblum, whom you could imagine being from the future for some reason. Is it just because, like, as he aged, he just started to look like an attractive Steve Jobs? Maybe. Wow, you throw around the word attractive. You don't want to. You don't want to just go seven minutes in heaven with Jeff Goldblum ever. No, thank you. Just be like in there, just like tracing your way down that open shirt. Yep. He looks like he looks like like if if Yoda were made out of unfired clay. <laughs> what? Doesn't no. Yoda look like he's? Yeah, that's already what. Yoda <laughs> but I meant like tan like. clay. <laughs> Like, like Yoda, Yoda already <laughs> looks like unfired clay covered by, like, chia seeds. Yeah, see, at least they're trying. God really half-assed Goldblum. Aww. Wait, I just made this connection. Chia pets yes. are grown out of chia seeds. Oh! Uh, <laughs> right? Are yeah. chia seeds it's, a thing that people know what they are? You heard yeah. it here first. It's a little black seed, and you eat it, and you're like cereal or whatever. Yeah, and there's yeah. like weird drinks at co-ops that have I, them in yeah. there. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. I always assumed that it was like they found a way to like fancy repurpose chia pet stuff. Is So this is a plant. This Wait, like a, you thought the chia drinks were just ground-up old chia pets? <laughs> 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 like, no, no, no. No, that they're like, hey, this chia pet stuff actually works for something else. Oh. Like, but this is like a this is like a plant that people knew about, you know, that were that there's probably some white entrepreneur somewhere that claims he discovered, but really he was just reading a pamphlet. I feel like it almost certainly went like this: hippie commune. Yeah, they're growing chia seeds to eat them. No, because if this were a movie, you would be able to see the setting much better. Yeah, we're sorry. This is just a <laughs> podcast. Yeah, uh, but like. 
they had to be like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna grow these chia seeds that no one knows about, but they're the most nutritious thing in the world. And then somebody oh, is that was their like, deal? Somebody was like, we're gonna spread them. I'm 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 doing pottery because we're on a hippie commune. Yeah. And that's what we do. I'm here. making a bust of Homer Simpson. Let's make, live make, like the Incans. We make very we make very shoddy art, uh, and then one, try and trade of, it to people for poems. One of one of the commune people early on like sold out and started selling their pet rocks for profit. Oh. <laughs> and then this other this chia seed farmer slash potter was like, "How do I get in on this action?" And they're they're like, "No one wants this pottery." And then he spilled his chia drink on it, yeah. oh, and it grew, wow. and everyone's like, oh my god, what is this amazing furry So you're saying chia you pets were basically invented in much the same way fire was, like just by accident. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I also forgot to mention a black obelisk came down, and then he had <laughs> the yeah. idea to put chia there seeds on the pottery. Right. Um, so your theory is that all hippies just don't really want to be hippies, they just don't know how to make money. Uh, <laughs> that's absolutely that's absolutely my theory. Like there is, there is nothing in this world that I hate more than business hippies. <laughs> business hippies are the worst people. What describe a business hippie to me? Like a business person that's also a hippie that has a vague hippie quality to their business, and that somehow is supposed to make it better or more interesting than another business. Like, like some sort of iced tea, but it's also bought by Coca-Cola yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Paul okay. Newman. <laughs> yeah, Newman. Uh, yeah, Paul Newman. Like, mm. bus- like You think Paul Newman is a business hippie? Like, but, like, that's the way that that shit is portrayed, I mean, right? Like, like, it's like, like an undead business hippie? Whoa. It's like some hippie that's like, it's some hippie that's like, I'm just a business person now, but if I keep telling people I'm a hippie, I get to charge more money for something. Sure. And then... And then they kind of continue to like claim that like everybody else is a sellout because they don't have hippie principles, right? Whatever that is. So it's like if I wear sandals with my slacks and donate like five percent of my profits to trees, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can charge more money at trees, (laughs) and that would be fine if that were just your business model. And there was like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not some sort of great capitalist defender, like. But if that were just your business model, at least it's honest. You're like, hey. You want to buy this more if I give money to trees, right? Please do that. But these people seem to somehow believe that, like, you can't, like, own a tree, Uh. man. But also, Mm. like, here, let me sell you a tree. (laughs) Like, somehow they have reconciled complete polar opposite beliefs, and then they want to throw that in your face. Ben and Jerry, business hippies. Sure. Right. I fucking hate those people. But the ice cream is delicious. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, the ones that I'm listing here are just successful ones, and thus, you know, it's easy to cartoon them. The most business of hippies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to, like, (laughs) it's easy to, like, cartoon on them. Yeah. Uh, But, like, you see it in your life all the time. There's always, there's always someone that, like, you know has never really had a job in their entire life because they're too busy feeling cosmic rays. But also somehow they came up with the money to open a coffee shop, and you're supposed to find their coffee shop more interesting because they just want everybody to love each other. Yeah. Like, they, like that, that happens everywhere in everyday life, and they're the worst people. Great. I got, I got really thrown off by the cosmic rays part. Were you thinking about how to feel cosmic rays? Uh, Were you thinking that it might give you fantastic powers? That's more the <laughs> It immediately made me think that you were... Picturing the Fantastic Four as business hippies. Well, I might actually make the Fantastic Four more interesting. <laughs> they might kind of be. Reed Richards stretches his hair out to, like, hippie length. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, oh, can he stretch his hair? I never thought about that, but yeah, why wouldn't he be able to do Isn't that? Isn't it already dead, though? Like, the dead cells of the <clears throat> follicles or whatever that are exposed? So is his external skin, That's... the external layer of his skin. So That's really, dead. His, yeah, so his skin should be constantly cracking and flaking can, off when he stretches his hair. Can I put a quick... Can I put a quick pin in this, and I'll let you guys go back to it in just a second? You don't want to talk about all the dust spraying off Mr. Fantastic every time he stretches? No, no, no. We, we remarked recently, like, man, we never Mr. actually— Mr. Fantastic, the ashiest superhero ever. <laughs> we, mentioned, we mentioned recently, like, man, we never, we never have women on the show. This might be why. How much, uh, how much Fantastic <laughs> Four did you read as a child? I'm going to go ahead and say zero. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've never read any Fantastic Four either. It's merely something that I am superficially aware of. Well, don't negate my point unless you have something <laughs> funny to say after it. 
Or go Poop. back to talking about Reed. Re- oh, what? That was, uh, you just sort of derailed everything with your scatological humor. So, Courtney, <laughs> since you represent all women on this of show, course. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to explicitly make that point. Actually, <laughs> what do you guys want to know about all women? Ever? Oh, wow! Uh, this is a huge get, you guys. <laughs> did Did you all delete thirty three thousand of your emails? <laughs> it was a collective effort. Oh, yeah. oh, it would like, make it much easier. That's a lot of emails. Yeah, I imagine that they just like dumped them from the server instead of checking the box next to twenty five <laughs> of them at a time. And then, <laughs> if you can think of a way down. to do that, go ahead and let me know. Isn't that what interns are for, though? <laughs> That's a great point, Devin. That's a great point. Sit down with this laptop and get clicking. <laughs> Like, look, at the risk of giving you too much credit for anything ever, Devin is the best intern name ever. Devin like, is if my... you meet a person named Devin, that person is an intern. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about that name. That has always been my go-to of, like, underling that someone is shouting at. Here's the thing is now that's a unisex name, too. Perfect. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, there's, like, there's, there's a generation of women that are, like, you know, maybe in their early 20s now in which, like, Devin was a girl's name when mm. they were born. I think my generation really likes, like, gender-neutral names for girls. I'm not like entirely a, like certain what generation you're from. There are a lot of Charlies. Or, like, a... But Devin, like a Billy? Yeah, even? sure. Yeah. I've heard of that. Devin is, like, a stretch wait, even, wait, like, wait, for it, any name. Were you born in the in the 20s? <laughs> No, they brought it back for a brief time. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah. I was just saying, like, you look great for 94 years old. <laughs> Taylor? That's a unisex yeah, name, right? Sure. Yeah, and I think it was, like, I don't know how old, like, say, Taylor Swift is. But I think that, like... I just assume she's immortal. I think, like... Ni- well, that doesn't change the fact that she could have an age. That's true. I think, like, 1986 to, like, 1994 or so, like, there's a lot of, like, those unisex girls' yeah. names. Yeah. Yeah, sure. right about there. Like Courtney. Yeah. Every time I meet a male Courtney, though, I'm like... Yeah, no. Incorrect. You don't wanna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you have to immediately belittle them and make them feel bad about hey, themselves? Did you know that your name's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> You're just wrong? You're just a wrong person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Courtney, like, that's someone... Like, if you're a male Courtney, you should probably be immortal because there hasn't been a call for male Courtneys for, like, a century or more. What? Isn't and isn't male Courtney normally with a K? Mm, oh, no, God. I think so. I've no. never heard of a Courtney with a K. Courtney Kardashian. When I was in high school, I was. Does that exist? You guys, right? K O backwards R T N E E. Wait. Like corn. <laughs> that was you. You did that. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> man, we should have definitely had you on here with Sawhawk uh, yeah. in that Sawhawk pretty much comes on the show like every four or five shows and then just proceeds to try and direct every bit of conversation to either Corn or early Slipknot. Yeah. So uh, wait, did you, did you like hear Shoots and Ladders and you were like, this is, this is going to be me for the rest of my uh Pre-college life. I yeah. was just talking about corn last night because it was clearly. Were you with Sahak? <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly like adult men who were targeting their music directly at like fourteen-year-old kids. Yes, yes, yeah. But isn't that most music? I was actually also. It's not. I wouldn't say it's most music. I feel like it's most music executives. Well, it's like, yeah. Okay, but... so this is different in that it was the actual band yeah. doing it. Well, like, I feel like, like I'm. Like when you're when you're a kid or a teenager or whatever, you don't really think about it. But like now, when you surpass the age where you start bands, <laughs> for the most part, you look at like unless you're just doing like a Seeger cover band. But yeah, like you look at like aging like metal guys or aging punk guys, and like especially the punks. Like the like pop punk guys that are still doing it, and like you're forty something, and you're writing about your you're writing about oh my girlfriend. So what, what <laughs> right, you're saying yeah. is my girlfriend doesn't like the way I kickflip. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying is Tom DeLonge made a good choice. <laughs> is that his name? I think I got that name right. Uh, I think it's right. Blink One Eighty Two guy. Wait, what was his choice that he made? He's yeah, no longer he... in Blink-182. Oh, but they, oh. they, like, got some other guy who looks just like him. Oh, did they? Yeah. Does he yeah. also sound like... Because, like, they had, like, two very distinct, like, vocal profiles. Yeah. Did they have to replace his vocal profile directly as well? 
I'm sure this guy sounds just like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be... <coughs> It has to be weird to be the guy in those bands with like particular aesthetics and like particular like I love it. It's my favorite thing when bands do that. Like for example, uh Judas Priest got in a fight with Rob Halford uh-huh. because I think the rest of Judas Priest was super uh super Strange. homophobes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so they eventually replaced him with a dude that was like could have been like Rob Halford's grandson. Yeah. And his name You're was... talking about Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes. <laughs> and his name was Ripper Owens. Wow. Ripper. Wow. Hmm. And like he's just like doing a uh Rob Halford impression at all times. Yeah. NXS did the same thing. Um although I think they had a reality show. NXS? Or... Yeah, where they re- where they replaced Michael Hutchins. Oh, I guess. Was, was it like, a contest to find his... Re- yep. Oh, Lord. Wasn't that like way after the fact, though? For yeah, them? that was like five years ago. Yeah. That's something... That is some credit I will give to... Like, I haven't listened to like anything they've released for like... Michael Hutchins was dead. Is he alive? <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. He... Was he alive when they did the reality? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he died in, uh, he died in 1998. There you go. So... Maybe 99. So you're mad at them for replacing a dead man in their... No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I, what I was saying is that Why they... are you discriminating against Michael Hutchins just because he's dead in excess? Open well, your mind. Well, now I feel like that should be my position on it. <laughs> but no, I was just... I was just noticing that... Or I was just remarking that they replaced him with someone that basically is just doing an impression of him. It was like a oh. dude that always sang in excess at karaoke, right. and now I, he's in in excess. Now I understand. Yeah. Your, your problem with Judas Priest wasn't that they kicked Rob Halford out for being gay. Oh, no, no, It no. was that they got somebody who was doing an impersonation of Rob Halford. No, that's a separate problem with Judas Priest, because there is nothing about Rob Halford that is not amazing and delightful. True. Greatest Christmas album that has ever been made. Um, uh, Winter Songs Part 3. I think. One of my fondest memories is... there is, a part one and two? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of my fondest memories of... I want to say childhood, but I think it was like 19 years old, uh, <laughs> is standing with uh, Rob, Rob Halford and Alice Cooper and watching the retractable roof on the baseball stadium in Phoenix, open or close, I can't remember which, and saying like, oh yeah, that is pretty interesting, and having Rob Halford shush me because the roof is moving. <laughs> 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 like it was just a thing that he was all about. Yeah, all right. to the point where he couldn't have it ruined by some dumbass kid's commentary. Pretty much. That's Are you sure that he shushed you because the roof was moving and not because of the inherentness of what you sound like? <laughs> How different is it than Rob Halford? <laughs> Think about it. So you're mad that they hired that one guy, who like Rob <laughs> not Halford. you. No, I sided again. I sided with Rob Halford in this. I want to, and I want to make that clear. Right. Um, remember that uh, conversation that we had about how um, uh, we were all disappointed that we don't have women on the show often. Yeah. Uh, how much time do you spend caring about Judas Priest? So much. Oh, so, see, no. no. Aw, bullshitting you. <laughs> what are you going to just direct the show to be about women? Yeah. What? What? What are we? What are we doing? What? Are we, what's Okay. I'm just saying, like, that's a, that's a, like, like, for all of the things that in the world are unisex, Judas Priest is not one of them. (laughs) She brought up corn first. Judas Priest and corn are, like, just, like, Smooshing into each other, they're really just so separa- similar. They're separated you and by- I may have different impressions of Judas Priest. They're separated by and generation, not by like intent, quality. I can't. Well, believe- by quality also, but I can't believe that I'm coming to the conclusion just now that if I really had to choose, I would choose Judas Priest over Corn any day. Um, even at the time, even at the time of Corn's like heyday, I only liked the first Corn record. Yeah, so and the during the period of the first corn record. I was also listening to a goodly amount of Judas Priest at the time, a thing that I probably should be more embarrassed of than I am. Yeah. So be more you... embarrassed about the corn. Yeah. Oh and... that no, that I'm definitely embarrassed about. Like I I mean I have the good sense to be embarrassed that I bought two corn records and liked one of them. Yeah. So Corny. And I I am 
trying to find a way to pronounce your name that implies I'm saying it with that corn spelling. No, I just pictured that as you said. <laughs> yeah, it. no, that yeah. Is, yeah, I also did. <laughs> so, were you like a big pants kid when oh, you were in high school? Oh, Lord, the largest of pants. Uh-huh. Yeah. The largest of pants. How many? How many corn T-shirts did you want? I had seven. I had a, one for every day. Of the week. How how far into Corn's career did you follow them before you were like, I'm moving on? Not that like two albums, maybe three. <laughs> so how old were you when the first Corn album came out, though? Sixth grade, maybe. Oh, okay. Something so like that's that? like you're like well into the zone where you can like wear big like, pants. Yeah, yeah, I would have, I would have guessed you were like in like second grade, and like that doesn't make sense. Like, what year do you think that came out? 1996, 97? Okay, well, maybe not then. Maybe the <laughs> first corn record that I remember being aware of was in like fifth What or do you think grade. is the first corn record? I honestly Follow could, the leaders? I could not even list them now. <laughs> that's for the best. Yeah. I think that's for the best. So that, that's what I always wondered, and like I guess I ran away from them before, like, before I got a chance to ask in a way that wouldn't have made them punch me or try and hex me or something like that. How superficial was the love of corn amongst corn kids? Was this just like a pure identity I think, thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was more like, this is the kind of person that I am. The actual music doesn't matter that much. So it's right. like... it's like. Yeah. So you didn't take like bagpipe lessons or anything? <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you all looked down on Slipknot kids that were like two or three years younger than you? I think I more looked down on the emo kids. Oh yeah, sure. but like I mean, they all down people on that have yeah, all yeah, people that have earned the right to respect themselves do that. Yeah, so and it was, doesn't take much. So what was what was your what was your like uh, your music corral? Like who were the go to records during like the the big like high school years? Oh man, System of a Down had just come out. Yeah, that sure. was big. Sure, absolutely. Deftones, like, White like the first Pony, two. baby. Did you play? <laughs> we talked about this on a previous episode. Yes, we did. What? Did you play the System of a Down Flash game that they had on their website that was just that hand squishing eyeballs as the eyeballs dropped from the oh sky? Oh, my God. That does sound really familiar. <gasps> it was yeah. great. It was, for no reason, super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it does not make sense why that was enjoyable. My my you freshman year of college, all flash games. we had we had a uh, we had a high scoreboard for the System of a Down flash game <laughs> in, our, in our dorm hall. Oh, I was boy. a big fan of the first two System of a Down records. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Surge from System of a Down. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the first three Deftones records quite a bit. Yeah, the first three is where it's at. Yeah, like what was after White Pony? I think it was self-titled oh, after that, Jesus. and that one was Any not, band that makes yeah. a self-titled record that's not their first record, like, that's like a tacit acknowledgement, like, you guys, we didn't try very hard! <laughs> um, yeah, Deftones haven't made anything good since White Pony, but, yeah. oh, man, is White Pony good. Yeah. I uh, care for that. That could be true. I haven't listened to anything after White Pony. Ah, you're fine. No, you don't need to. My exposure to all of these bands was only when we lived in the same room, so... Right, I wouldn't know. Yeah, like, yeah. What was what was musical popular when you were in high school? Was, was there still Corn Kids? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I thought mean, they, hadn't they all moved on to Slipknot no, by then? Follow the Leader was like this constant refrain throughout high school, but like my early years in high school for sure. Is is Follow the Leader the third one? It's whichever like, one has yeah, the like kids doing the hopscotch one. off a cliff. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it, it spawned Freak that weird ragdoll theme sure. thing. I don't yeah. Know. What? No, there were definitely kids who had like uh, corn like patches, like paper clip safety pin to like yep. their shirts. Sorry. <laughs> safety pin to their shirts and backpacks and such. Because we couldn't sew. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. There was always But that- you did want it to be more permanent than a paper clip. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you didn't want to be like, oh, I could just drop <laughs> this anytime. You just sort of taped it up. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely that one kid though who did know how to sew and they had the most patches oh, sure. on their stuff. So on their wait, big pants. So wait, the patch the patch thing transferred to corn kids? Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. I just always assumed it was like a crust punk thing. Well, well, there was a decent overlap there. Yeah, yeah, there was. Was? Ugh. Basically, at least when I was in high school. I need to I need to track down uh, high school photos of all of the crust punks I know and respect. I, I don't mean. To make sure they weren't corn I kids. I guess I don't mean overlap in like necessarily 
who was in both either camp, but like they had like fashion wise, yeah. there was overlap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like my crust punk friends all turned into hip hop kids at a certain point. Sure. There, there is a weird overlap where that happens. That's a Minneapolis thing, I think. You think it's just I think Minneapolis? It is. Yeah. Like, but like, but maybe it's also like a Bay Area thing, because right, like, think of the other like skateboarding rappers that you know. They're from like the Bay Area. <laughs> um. <laughs> you made that sound like we're all like good friends with some skateboarding rappers. Think about all your friends who are skateboarding thing, rappers. Are you guys the not o- friends with skateboarding rappers? <laughs> the only the only thing that popped into my head when you said skateboarding rapper, even though I'm aware that it's a thing, like all I pictured was Poochie the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Poochie the rock and dog. Yeah. Oh, to the extreme. To yeah. the extreme. Didn't he, he also had like a leather jacket, right? Uh, yeah, he had a leather jacket, I believe. He had backwards yeah. hats, and he definitely, loved definitely backwards. And hat. he loved yeah. skateboarding and playing basketball at the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right. and maybe there were sharks there he to was, make it more extreme. He was a hip hop surfer. He was it, with an in-your-face attitude, something like yeah. that. I'm trying to remember the actual rap. Like there was definitely a rap that described his personality, right? Uh, I don't feel like we need to recap this entire no. episode of The Simpsons no, that's right not now. Uh, it, isn't that what we do on the show? No. Mm, I was not, game for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have said something at the top of the show. <laughs> I worked I worked so hard to like get out of the form of converse like high school, oh my God. middle school. Just I don't think quotes. I said anything that was not written by a Simpsons writer. Right. Yeah. Like you would just choose the Simpsons quote that fit the point in conversation. But I mean, you if you're like, yeah. but if you're like choosing a essentially foreign language to speak, like, isn't that like the best one? <laughs> Simpsons quotes. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like the best one? Well, it doesn't require you to learn how to spell anything new. Yeah, and as long as it was written by, well, unless it's like meh, which they actually at one point in time had to spell and explain what it meant on the <laughs> Did show. Did the Simpsons invent meh? Uh, no, it's like I think it's like an old Yiddish word or like an old common Yiddish expression. What about um, sna? I, I just saw <laughs> uh, I just saw a thing the other day, like that I happened across on the internet about uh, how it ended up in one of the episodes, and the kids ended up spelling it out, and it was because one of the writers had heard it from a guy trying to sell him a car in the early seventies. <laughs> heard he wanted to be a comedian and told him, you know what word you should use, meh. Uh, like, Jews say it all the time, and it's so funny. Oh. <laughs> and, like, so he just kept it in his brain that this is the funniest word. I wonder how much television writing has that same origin story of someone saying, Remember? Jews say this all the time, <laughs> and it's funny. Um, But it was just, like, a used car salesman or something <laughs> like that. that guy that, was right, though. Yeah. Yo, We're yeah. all yeah. saying meh now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it... I mean, I think The Simpsons... Uh, proliferating the use of meh like caused the internet to happen. Somewhere, I believe so. Um, somewhere there's a used car dealer who's like, I made this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my paycheck? Yeah. Yeah, where's like, my royalty check? It's like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, except with Simpsons quotes. I feel like that used car salesman is definitely already dead of lung uh, cancer. Oh, oh yeah, oh. yeah, that guy or liver cancer. <laughs> definitely, sure. yeah, one of the two. Uh, uh, or one of his children shot him. Oh. What happened there? <laughs> well, like, you know, like, you're a used car salesman. You're constantly, like, you're constantly, like, having to go home and tell your family, well, you'll be disappointed. No commissions today. So then eventually you just stop going home uh, and you hang out in bars. And, like, you know, like, the second or third. The other day. Yeah. The second or third oldest son, like, starts to get really embittered by it and eventually goes and tracks you down and kind of, like, didn't know what he was. It was like a fugue state murder. Uh, something, so, mm, bills to pay. Damn it! I only know half of the words of that song. In the grid, yeah, I could have gone straight into the mm-hmm. thing, but I felt like if I was going to lay down a bed of cats in the cradle, I should be doing the verse part. Yeah, I jumped to the end of it anyways. Like, we don't need to. We don't need to belabor my daddy issues here. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what comedy's about? Belaboring my daddy issues specifically. Well, no, just the speaker, whoever's speaking aloud at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like no. Yeah, you want to. You want to. Like a good set ends with with a strong closer about Stephen's daddy issues. Why I uh, 
a friend of my, I guess a friend of the show, Dan Jaquette and I have only half jokingly talked about doing an improv show where we play each other's dads and just work through some shit <laughs> on stage. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Like, I mean, it, you might leave the audience real uncomfortable for a few seconds. Yeah, but I mean, there, that's but... sometimes our goal. Well, that's an improv show, though. Like, you're going yeah, to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, I was sort of hoping that I was just teeing that up for someone, but I was willing to go back and uh, and pay it off myself if, if need be. Um, uh, yeah, like, like it's part of the art form, right? Oh, yeah. So it'll it'll work fine. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you don't... If someone in your troupe doesn't at some point... Uh, use a scene for free therapy. Yeah. Then you haven't actually like you just haven't rehearsed enough. I think it comes with. I think it comes with anything that happens in a group of people that you call a troop. <laughs> um, wh- I'm. I'm now trying to remember which one Dan Jaquette is. Jaquette. Jaquette. Uh, he. He's a uh, nervous kid, scraggly beard. He has a beard. I don't know if he's nervous. Was he a drummer also? No. Also, you wouldn't describe his beard as Scraggly. You were thinking a friend of the show, Josh Kaplan, I think. Yep, Josh Kaplan. And they are often mistaken for each other. Okay, good. So, like, oh. I'm I'm well within the uh, bell curve of humanity. You're well this. within the comedic uh, identity. Uh, uh, com- Shocking that you said nervous and scraggly beard and you were describing somebody in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, you know, I I don't know a ton of comic comic people that are nervousy, and like it's unfortunate. I mean, they're like they're all like what everybody's are you talking a, about? everybody's a head case, but no <laughs> one's like like maybe nervousy isn't the right word. Like it nebishes too far, but somewhere in between, <laughs> like somewhere in between, like there's that personality that you know that's like mumbly and like turns away, like. Uh, sure. like too often, like during conversation, and there's comedy gold there if you can, you know, be self-actualized about it. But I just don't like. I actually don't know that many people that are like that here. I think those are people that are like actually decent human beings. Oh, that's the problem. I think that's Judgy. The yeah, just, Judgy. I just mean like. No, 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 I think you're right. Like they're I, like they're I, sort of they're well adjusted enough to know that they offer nothing to society, society, and then do, thus don't want to make eye contact. Well, Kobach, you're not nervous. How does it feel to be a shitty human being? <laughs> I don't mean it. <laughs> Are you just saying that they shouldn't be comedians? No, I'm just saying that they maybe. It's not that they shouldn't be comedians. <laughs> it's like they're decent human beings and thus should not be in comedy <laughs> yeah. at all. I think it's more that they maybe can feel how different they are from most other comedians. Oh, yeah. That, I think that's. I, I, I sort of agree with that in some way because, like, I'm pretty used to, like,. I'm pretty used to half the punchlines that I hear in a stand-up set being like, of course I could just be a piece of shit, and that's why you're not laughing at me. Fuck you. Right. Uh, that's at least in parentheses. Or, or the setup, I'm a big loser, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that Like that sort of aggressive self-loathing is one thing, but, like, a sort of, a sort of half sense of, like, a half-missing self-worth that makes you a little bit more, like... You know, withdrawn. I don't see a lot in comedy, but like in the people that I know, but I see it disproportionately uh, in like you know people that have succeeded real hard at comedying. I have no idea how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a it's a thought piece. I'm uh, should put it up on Medium. Yeah. <laughs> Medium dot com. Making sure you can't tell the difference between idiots and. Idiots, crazy people, and geniuses since, what, 2016? Is it brand new? If you want to see people walking the tightrope between (laughs) uh, totally depressing uh, uh, confessional and actual comedy piece, you can always come to the Galactic Pizza Comedy Open Mic every Thursday night at 10 (laughs) o'clock. Sign up at 9.30. You'll laugh your blast off. We slid into this so well. So well. Yeah, right? Yeah, we did. We did a great job. I I saw the opportunity. I had to take it. We did not warn Courtney that she should plug things if she has the them whole to plug podcast it. is just a promo for the Galactic. Yes, Pizza absolutely. Yes. Well, and whatever stupid thing Dan's doing with his troop. Also, um, we are we're recording like drastically ahead of time. Now. Oh yeah, I actually like have three to look weeks. At what folder I put this? You were gonna break the podcast by I, opening this uh, other shut window. Up. Just shut your goddamn mouth. Like three weeks from now, October. Tw- or, not October. We're not recording that far ahead. August 21st is when this is going to come out. Great. 
Yeah. Um. Uh, so if you have anything coming far ahead in the future, please feel free to say, or you can just like direct people to like any sort of social media presence that you care about, or just tell people to be excellent to each other. Bill and Ted, excellent adventure don't, style. Don't give people that option because then they'll never plug every th- anything because just telling people to be excellent to each other is far simpler. Hey, <laughs> all of the world's problems could be solved if we would all just love each other. Just love each other. Everybody. What about peak oil? Just, yeah. Just love each other. <laughs> what about increasingly rare fresh water? Yeah. Just love each other, but like don't reproduce. Just love each other. <laughs> so that's just the love each other. Of loving love each other, other and then pull out. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, love so each other. I guess uh, what we're saying is do you have any shows coming up? <laughs> okay. August 21st, this comes out. Yeah. Yes. September 10th. Nailed it. That's I'll a day. We'll be at uh, Royal Comedy in Hopkins. Oh. Uh, and at some point in the month of September, I will be at Acme for the semifinals of the Funniest Person Contest. Booyah! So find me on Twitter <gasps> at Courtney Baca. B-A-K-A, I think. B-A-K-A. And it's also, not spelled K-O-R <laughs> or K-O backwards R. I wish they would give you that option. For did you, so did you make the T small and then the N uppercase again? I uh, imagine I would have at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that makes you. Yeah, do you have a driver's license that says that? Did you trick the DMV into like. (laughs) Where's your guys' backwards R's? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not seeing the backwards R. Uh, Dan, are you still doing a thing in August uh, 21 times? Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, well, how I, many steps have you taken today? <laughs> yeah, did you just look at your Fitbit to see wow. if you had a show in August? <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to see if I could figure out the math of what day of the month that is. In terms, it's of, a it, it's a uh, Sunday. Okay, and then is there a Saturday after that in August? How many yeah. How many days are in the shortest month, Dan? Fine. August 28th, you can come to what I assume will be the last. 29th. 29th uh, will be the last. Whatever. Tw- no, other direction. 27th. The Saturday after oh this God. podcast drops, you can see the last show of Mount Rushmore at Huge Theater, 10.30 p.m., opening for the painters, featuring me and other people. It's great. Then, for the rest of time, not that. Oh, wow. <laughs> not really. For the next two months. What a great gig. Wow, yeah. For the next two months after that. Uh, Saturdays at the same place at 8 o'clock p.m. You can come see Election, which is an improvised presidential election show that I'm co-directing. And it should be fun. There's good people in it. It's going to be a fun time. Cool. I like fun. You sold us. He described it to me before, and I was interested. Ooh. Wow. Uh, And this is someone who only liked the first three Deftones. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great point. It's an excellent point. Steven, did you have things? I do, but we're recording this far enough ahead of time that uh, I'm not allowed to announce any of the details yet. Oh. So, mm. um, wait, so like you're not allowed to announce details do now or when this comes out? Now, but they may change before it comes out. That's uh, why I'm not allowed to announce them. And you're certainly not going to edit this. There will be no punch ins. We could so, sign, the three of us could sign like NDAs if that would help. No, no, no. no. I'm no, just saying, saying like, I don't want to say the wrong details. to change. Uh, Oh, okay. So, like, stay tuned for an announcement Ooh, from me. Teaser. We, we could, like, you could just send me, like, an iPhone, like... Oh, I'm going to do that. Okay, so... So, we just heard verbal contract. Steven is going to send me an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thank God I got to replace that 4S, man. Oh, I have a 4 that I... Damn it! <laughs> um, okay, so, you can catch me and uh, all of my showmates in... This is Steven Montenegro from the future, or actually the past by the time you listen to this. I don't have anything to plug, but Rogoff Meta will be the fourth comic on The Devil You Say, which they forgot to plug during a different recording. So, now you know you've been forgotten, Rogoff. I was just going to like... It's going to be great, you guys. I was just going to like add it to like the, the end of the... <laughs> Like the end of the show. We already left the slug for it. Yeah, put it in there. God damn it. Yay. Um, Engineer. Engineer. 
Also, uh, September 17th, oh. friend of the show, Andrew Stahawk, has friend. created... Huh? Friend? Uh, Acqu- um, acquaintance of the show? No, no, I no. Feel like, like, like cousin of the show. Yeah. Like, uh, codependent relationship of the show, That's, Andrew yeah, Stahawk. There yeah. There we go. Yep. Uh, has created uh, the most... Along with you and I, technically, I think. Yeah. I think I mean, technically we're being credited on this. Ooh. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like, look. Mike wants to keep Sock, his distance Sock, in case it falls Sock apart. needs some help, man. He needs he needs all the credit he can get on this thing. Also, yeah. that's his idea. And I have a show that night. So. <laughs> right. So don't go to that show. Go to uh, The Devil You Say. Oh. Uh, the most innovative. Uh, uh, Faustian stand-up showcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Featuring talents such as uh, Jeff Foser, uh, Chell Bjorgen, Maggie Ferris. Are you pulling uh, out your phone to make sure those are true? I, and one other person. I know those are true, but Sawhawk has been uh, updating as we go. And I, uh, uh, one other person. There, there's definitely another person involved. Um, man. And maybe Mike will be there. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, me and, me I might show up after my show. Sog and I will be hosting this show, uh, and and where uh, where is it? There's a great possibility that the devil will try to stop us. <sighs> so yeah, it, it, you know, where you know, is this show? Be a fun September seventeenth. September seventeenth at the Reverie, which I is keep, on Franklin keep, and Nicholas. I keep accidentally saying Reveille when I do that. Uh, to go. I do not back remember to corn kids. I do not era. remember the one Reveille song that everybody knew. <laughs> uh, but if someone said uh, a single three word phrase from the lyrics, I could probably start singing it for you. If uh, you know three words of that song, email us at howbadcast at gmail dot com. Howbadcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, that would be really cool, right? What a cool, cool thing so for we can, people to do. So Are we you can, still trying to find something? I or? just remembered where I could find this information oh on the God. internet. Courtney, how do you feel about Mike's shitty plugs? <laughs> He did a great job of telling us where and when. And right? Ooh, you are negating who, the premise of the honest? show. Like, literally the entire premise of the show is that Mike is bad at plugging Why don't you things. shut up? Why don't you shut up? Why don't you? It's fine. Courtney's bringing a fresh perspective as she, you know, as she is the representative of all women. You guys have learned nothing about women today. <laughs> Not a dis- thing. Wait, the thing that we were supposed to learn about women is that they like Mike? <laughs> what? They support Mike Linton. Aww. Yay! I actually might not know any women that don't support Mike Linden. That's a fair point. How's that? I mean, you don't. I know like how many women do you know? Like seven women. (laughs) That's pretty good. Like I know seven women and nine dudes. Seven out of seven support Mike Linden. That's pretty good. Now eight women and nine dudes. You could run for office. (laughs) It sounds really good. I've got quite a base. If the if the elect if the electorate is limited to people I know, your gender gap will be astounding. (laughs) So good. So good. God damn it, Sahak. All right. Well, uh, another person. You can send yourself an iPhone with this information later <laughs> and then just put it yeah, in. Yeah, we'll just I'll just I'll just have Steven include this in his description of his show. <laughs> also, if you're going to a different show that night. <laughs> all right. Uh wow. wow. We did it. What what a great what a great job we all did plugging our stuff. So great. It done got did. Yeah. Courtney Baca, thank you, you get for, thank you for coming to the show. Me, you thank you for coming. We learned a lot. Yeah. We I laughed. Mean, what did we, we learn? Oh, we, we learned about that orangutan. Yeah. Sort yeah. of. We also <laughs> learned about we also learned about Courtney's backstory yeah. as a as a corn kid. That's, oh, that's true. That, that's something that that's something that illustrates always like if you haven't done a podcast with someone, you've never actually had a conversation with them. Right. That's a good point. That's I did true. not know that you were a corn kid. I well, didn't know I'm, you existed until I, a few yeah. hours ago. So, we've come so far. So far, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen, thank you for uh, competently roading. Uh, I'm gonna, Dan, I will punch what your. What did sack. I do good? Thanks for co-hosting with Panache. Sure, um, such Panache. Yeah, just gnashing all over. Yeah, and obviously, you know, co-hosting. Uh, slightly above Rodian in the hierarchy. Yes, I will. I will punch your sack so so many times. And thanks to myself for oh. hosting, like just the best. It's the best mm. hosting job. What are yeah. you talking? Is it? 
The seven out of seven women say it is. Seven out of seven women say they like you, not that you're good at hosting a podcast. That's true. <laughs> they they think that you're sweet and you try hard. Aww. But... Hmm. I want to look at the census information. Well, we'll start. Uh, we've actually got a form for you to fill out, Courtney, after the show. Right. And then we'll just kind of start from you. And, and I'll bring it out to the women convention <laughs> right. that we do you, have. Do you consider yourself Pacific Islander? Or other. Those are your two choices. Those are your two choices. On. How could this show be bad? I wish I'd actually said two instead of chew choices. <laughs> what? What a terrible outro that. Uh, On. How could this show be bad? You feel better now? A little. We'll send an iPhone with a real outro later. Dan, you didn't do a single uh, impromptu theme song. Do an outro right yeah, now. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't rap a children's nursery rhyme at all, aggressively. What? You know, like, about giving a dog a bone. Oh, what is this? He wasn't rapping, he was metal scatting. Oh, that's true. That was metal scat. Yeah, that's right. Here comes the outro, we've learned so much. We met every woman by talking to one. (laughs) Here comes the (laughs) outro, the show is done. Mike is great at hosting. Go to the open mic that he also hosts. Well, really? (laughs) (laughs) What? No. Why did I open my? Did you just open a tax return? What happened? No, I opened my. I opened a mortgage statement. (laughs) (laughs) On how could the show be bad? Oh my god.